This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. You can visit us on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 248-951-2176, 248-951-2176. Dan, is Jerry ready to go over there? I'm calling him right now. Okay. All right, that's good. Um, Terry wants to know why is there so much chatter about Lamar Jackson and dumping golf? I think the move is too costly. What are Lions fans thinking? What is in the water? Just don't do it. Uh, it it would be very, very expensive. Uh, very, very expensive. I don't think that the Lions will do that, uh, but it's the same as any time a big name comes up as available, whether that's via trade, if somebody's on the block, whether it's free agency, uh, whether it is um, you know, in a strange star somewhere. Like, Look at the amount of people that wanted Ben Simmons. Look at the amount of people that wanted Russell Westbrook just because they want a big name. They want a star name. For God knows what reason. We did that before, people. I mean, we did it with Ben Gordon, Charlie Villanueva, and Josh Smith. And, of course, none of those guys would be at Lamar Jackson's level. But I don't think that you necessarily go star hunting when it's going to cost you what your, you know, what, what Lamar Jackson is looking at costing this franchise. Now, if this is something we actually talked about uh, maybe a month or so ago a couple months ago, about Lamar Jackson and would he be available? Would that be a trade that would be willing to be made for this Detroit Lions team? If they thought that, look, if they can hit higher than the the franchise tag number, 32.5, which is, you know, right a little bit more than Jared Goff, okay, and they were able to lock him up for five years, is that, I mean, do you think that Lamar Jackson, a guy who has won a league MVP, whose completion percentage during that year I think was 66 or 67%. Like, the guy can play. There's no doubt about that. Is that a, you know, a worthwhile investment? Because if you, go Lamar, if you go Lamar Jackson, then you're good. You know, the rest of the draft to continue to go uh, defense, defense, defense. Terry, we appreciate the tweet this morning. Uh, did, is Jerry, Jerry good over there, Dan? He's ready to go. He is ready to go. All right, let's talk a little college shooty hoop, shall we? Conference tournaments already underway. We've crowned some champions. Some folks have already punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Joining us right now, you can find him on CBS Sports. Jerry Palm, JP Palm, CBS. That's the Twitter handle. Jerry, my friend, first and foremost, good morning to you, partner. How are you? How's life? How are things? Uh, everything's good. How are you? Uh, eight dates, the most wonderful time of the year, right? We got conference tournaments, NFL deadlines. We got the Players Championship coming up, coming out of the Underwear Olympics to the NFL Combine. It is a beautiful time of year. But, Jerry, I have this burning question. I'm asking everybody I can find. Jerry, is the Big Ten good at basketball? What, what, when you watch the Big Ten, what do you see out of this conference that I've seen bracketology say there could be as many as 10 teams from this conference to make it to the big dance? Yeah, but they might all be eight, nine, and ten seeds, except for, you know, Purdue and Indiana and, you know, Northwestern and maybe Michigan State. Everybody else is a middle of the bracket team. Well, you know, the, you have to have those teams too. Um, but you might not have more than two teams seeded to actually get to the Sweet 16, no matter how many get in. So 
Um, they, they might be numerous, but they may not be there for long. Zach Eady uh, at Purdue. You mentioned the Boilermakers. They're going to be high up uh, there in the uh, in the in the CD marks. They're going to be pretty tough to beat. When when I watch Purdue, it does kind of feel like you know they do have that guy who's seven foot four, who is one of the most monstrous human beings I think anybody will ever see. I try to describe the size of his cranium. It's like a football helmet. Like that's how big. Like I don't think people can understand that his foot is about the size of your elbow to the end of your fingertips. Like he's a massive human being. When you see him up close in person, like his hand, he like palm my face, and I could have thrown me across Chrysler Center. Does yeah. he, does he he's, from... he's a gentle soul, except on the court. He <laughs> is. He's such, a a, your face. he's such a nice guy. Does he cover up some flaws that Purdue has because he is just impossible to guard? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Purdue does that intentionally. You know, I don't, they don't intentionally have flaws, but they certainly intentionally play through the post. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe. That does that, you know. They just—they certainly have some flaws. Uh, their three-point shooting is spotty. Um, when they're hitting their threes, you—you you can't defend them. There's just no way. Um, but you know, and they turn the ball over at times. Uh, it's been better lately. That's part of depending on freshman guards. Uh, you know, Braden Smith and uh, Fletcher Lawyer have had really good seasons. Uh, Lawyer's shooting has come down late in the year. You kind of wonder if his legs are. Um, wearing out on him a little, but, uh, you know, Braden Smith and, and lawyer have been keys to this team, but you know, when you're playing with freshman guards in the NCAA tournament, you always have to worry, but Zach, you know, is that can only do so much in terms of covering up for other people's mistakes. It's going to be very, very interesting to see if uh, Purdue can be one of those teams that out of the Big Ten, if we could finally get a little respect back, right? And and for the folks wondering, yes, they have stashed another seven foot two individual on their roster, a young fellow from Stockholm, Sweden, by the name of Will Berg. And Will Berg is a very uh, another large human coming out of the Purdue factory of seven footers there on their farm uh, that they do have. If it's uh, Purdue's the high seed, okay. Is there a team that you honestly look at that can really move and shake in this NCAA tournament from the Big Ten, or is this another year where we kind of look at it, it's like, well, you know, we get all these teams in. Where's our Elite Eight team? Where's our Final Four team? Yeah. Who's going to make a legitimate run at a national championship? Yeah, it could be Indiana um, if it's not Purdue. Uh, you know, Indiana, of course, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, a fabulous player. He could also be a first-team All-American. Um and then, but I think they're going to go as far as their uh, freshman guard Jordan uh, Hushafino takes them. Uh, he's the guy on that team that the NBA guys want. And typically, when you see teams get to the Final Four, they all have a guy like that, a guy that the NBA wants. Now, Zach Eady is different because they don't use guys like him anymore. You know, the ten years ago NBA, you know, NBA scouts would be drooling over him, but they don't play through the post in the NBA anymore. So. Um, so Zach's a little different in that regard, but, uh, you know, Hood Shafino is, is a terrific player, um, and they're going to need him to play well to open up the rest of that offense at Indiana. And if they do that, they've got enough weapons, uh, to make a deep run. I tell you what, I love Jalen Hood Shafino. Uh, the first time I got to watch him in person, like to see his size, it's like, yeah, one and done. Get out of there. We don't need you to stick around. Like you absolutely play in the NBA right now. You're the perfect size for uh, what they're looking for in today's uh, NBA. And then, you know, in in his last game against uh, the heartbreaker that was uh, the Michigan game in overtime for people on my side of the fence, you know, he finishes with 13 points, couple of rebounds, couple assists, four of nine from the field. You feel pretty good. But really, I mean, you mentioned the guy, Trace Jackson Davis, like that. He was, 
he was fantastic in that ball game. My Michigan Wolverines, couple of really good opportunities, road game in Illinois, road game in Indiana to end the season. They missed out and blew both of those opportunities. It does feel like tomorrow's game against Rutgers is a play-in game to the NCAA tournament. Do you see it that way? Do they? How many games in the Big Ten tournament would this team have to win? It's actually a play-out game. Um, the winner isn't guaranteed anything except another chance to play. Uh, the loser is not going to make it. So um, it's, uh, it's really more of an elimination game. And, you know, it's funny because Michigan is a team, you know, they're depending on freshmen uh, quite a bit. And of course, you've got a star player in Hunter Dickinson. Um, but, you know, Jet Howard, uh, Doug McDaniel, it's McDaniel, right? Um, yep. you're, you're, those guys, you know, are when they, when they play well, I mean, th- those are really – you know, athletic guys who have ability, but they're freshmen. So sometimes they play like freshmen. But, you know, when, when those two guys are going and Hunter Dickinson is playing with energy and effectiveness, then, you know, that Michigan could be better than their record indicates. Um, but, unfortunately, their record indicates what they are because they don't always play that way. And that, that's just – and they've had injury problems too. Jet Howard's been in and out of the lineup and things like that. So – you know, but I think that you know, with the pieces together, um, and getting good play from those freshmen, uh, I think Michigan could be a sleeper in the NCAA tournament. But they have to get there first. Got to get there first. One team that I feel like we could just pencil in, or maybe even use Sharpie. It doesn't really matter. They're going to be in. It all depends on what seed they are. The Izzo kids out of East Lansing, Michigan State. Uh, they have done it again. They schedule ridiculously hard at the beginning of the year, get their guys battle-tested, uh, and get ready to go in conference play. And they've had a little bit of a roller coaster. They've had a couple of weeks where you know maybe they have lost a couple games in a row, but they've found a way to battle right back. And I just don't know, Jerry, if people understand and appreciate how good Tom Izzo has been for Michigan State. Oh, yeah, legendary, really. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're not paying attention, if you don't know that about Tom Izzo, then you just, you know, you're a casual college basketball fan at best. Um, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's done a tremendous job. This year's team has been uh, a little spotty at times. I think they'll be in the top half of the bracket, you know, six feet-ish, something like that. Um, but they've had injury problems throughout the course of the year, too, that they really haven't had all their pieces, it seems like, uh, for much of this season, you know, in fits and starts. Um, Malik Hall, I know, missed a, a bunch of time. I don't know if they're fully healthy right now, but, I, you know, fully healthy Michigan State, you know, there's a lot of talent on that roster, you know. He gets pretty good players there. So if they if they had time if healthy and have had time to build their chemistry, they can be pretty dangerous in the NCAA tournament, too. So uh, do, you, do you have a number in mind of what you think the Big Ten will actually get into the big dance? How many teams? No. No, I mean, I have a number of teams that I feel pretty comfortable will get in. Um, like seven of them, the teams that we haven't mentioned are Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, um, you know, Northwestern. So, and then what we've mentioned, four others, but I don't feel comfortable about Michigan. So really seven I feel comfortable about. And then we'll see what Michigan and Penn State and Rutgers and Wisconsin do, you know, anywhere from one to three of those. Jerry, this is going to be kind of a crazy question. And you could feel you could feel free to just laugh me off the face of the earth right now. But okay. I also work at the Mid-American now, Conference. Or should I wait for the question? Yeah, oh, wait, yeah, wait for the question. Wait for the question. Okay. So I work at the Mid-American Conference as well for a team in the Toledo Rockets who have won 15 oh. consecutive yeah. games. They're the number one seed in the MAC. They're going into the MAC tournament. Kent State has been very good this year as well. Both of those teams are 25 and six overall. 
Will we ever see a day again like we used to back in the glory days of the Mac, right? The mid to late 90s. Uh, will we see a day in which the Mac gets two bids into the tournament where they're looked upon to say, you know what? This conference can be as competitive. The top teams in this in this conference, they, they, they'll never get a good home game when it comes to the non-conference scheduling. They're always going to have sure. to go on the road or play neutral floors. Does, does the NCAA, will the committee even think about looking at two teams if Ken and Toledo find themselves in the MAC Finals on Saturday? Not this year. Um, I'm, I won't say it'll never happen, but Wally Derby, I guess I'm walking through that door. Um, you know, that's uh, And that's really what it's going to take. I mean, it's going to take a talent influx uh, where these teams can play, you know, at the level of some of the middle of the pack Big Ten teams, and then you know, then they go play those games on the road because, like you said, that's what they'll have to do and win some of those games. But that's that's what you have to do. But you have to have the players first. And while I I love the MAC, um, you know, the, the, these teams are good enough to win a game in the NCAA tournament. When they get there, they'll probably get you know Toledo or Kent if it's one of them uh, should get a good enough seed to have a game that they can compete in. Um, but, you know, to get two teams in the tournament, you're going to have to have at least one team of at-large quality, and they just don't quite get there uh, in recent years. You mentioned Wally Zerbiak, a little Bonzi Wells out there, a little Bonzi in the, in the mix yeah. too, right? We get a little yeah. NBA yeah. influx. Yeah. What, did, what did you make of what took place this year at the end of the season with Nate Oates, so speaking of the Mac, uh, Nate Oates and his Alabama Crimson Tide? Uh, I, I just, I, I have a hard time kind of processing. I know that the, the, the freshman Brandon Miller is uber talented. You know, he's a one and done type of prospect, a lot of controversy, uh, with the transportation of the firearm that was used in a homicide, you know, the pat down, uh, the, the alleged TSA, like, no, you're getting frisked. We've all been frisked before. If you've entered, ever entered a bar, you've probably been frisked. You're looking for something like it just, the whole thing left a really bad taste in my mouth for a team that was playing really well. What did you make of that? Yeah, TSA uh, is looking for weapons also. Um, you know, the, I mean, really, uh, of all of the problems in that entire incident, Brandon Miller's participation is distasteful, but not the worst of it. You know, one kid got kicked off the team, uh, was actually involved in the, in the shooting, and it happened to be there as well. Um, you know, as long as Miller is not, you know, a suspect in the criminal investigation, uh, I don't know really what they can do. I use profoundly poor judgment to say the least, but, um, you know, it's, it's the whole thing is just, it's just heartbreaking. Um, you know, as, as for the basketball team, you know, they were never going to suspend Brandon Miller. They knew what his role in the incident a uh, month before the rest of us did. And if they, felt that, you know, he needed to be suspended, they would have already done it. So, you know, that was just never going to happen. But um, it's it's a – really, it's, it's a stain on their season that you, no matter what happens this year, it, it's going to color what people think of this team. Um, but that's not really the worst of what happened. You know what, I uh... – I feel the same. Like regardless of what you know, what comes out, we we all look back at those events and what took place in off the court for Alabama and uh, and what has happened there, and then you know kind of process. And I guess everyone can kind of come to their own uh, judgment on you know shoulda, woulda, coulda, and, and and what happens next. 
Jerry, when you when you look at this, we've got some tickets that have already been punched. Is there a team that you are very much looking forward to watching uh, for whether it's championship week this week or in the NCAA tournament? Is there a team that you're like, hey, whatever time their game is on, I got to watch it. I got to tell all my friends to watch this club because I believe in them. Um, I'll give you one that's already had their ticket punched, and that's Oral Roberts. You may, may remember them from the pandemic tournament a couple of years ago, uh, getting to the Sweet 16, going through Ohio State to get there. Uh, well, their leading scorer, then the leading scorer in the nation, now I think he's just in the top 10, uh, Max Aismas, is still there. Uh, and they've got a couple other guys that were on that team. So, you know, Oral Roberts is going to go into the NCAA tournament already knowing they can win because they've done it. So uh, that makes them very dangerous. And, uh, and also the, the fact that you've got um, – Max Aceman, who could score from anywhere on the floor, that also makes it dangerous. But that's a really good team, you know, that played in a league where, you know, they're not going to get um, the kind of a seed uh, where they can, you know, be the, like a, an at-large quality seed. They're not going to quite get to that. They'll probably be a 12, something like that. Um, but I would not want to be the five seed that sees Oral Roberts in my bracket. I'm telling you, you mentioned the 12. You slide in there at a 12. We love that 12-5 line, right? We love that. We love a good upset there. How many teams out of the West Coast Conference? The Bulldogs of Gonzaga, they punched their ticket uh, last night, so congratulations to them. I don't know how they did it. They have built an absolute powerhouse out there in the West Coast Conference. Congrats to Drew Timmy and company. They beat St. Mary's last night 77-51. to Will we see two teams from the West Coast Conference get in, Gonzaga and St. Mary's? Yeah, and they'll both be in the top half of the bracket. I mean, St. Mary's will be five, six seeds, something like that. And then, but there isn't anybody else. Just those two. And Gonzaga, you know, they could be a two. You know, that they are, um, you know, that level of a team. They, they, the two or three. Now that they're done playing, and the other, the teams that they're competing with are just getting started in their conference tournaments. It remains to be seen where Gonzaga ends up. But uh, either a two or a three for uh, the Zags, and that maybe not the level we normally see them at. But they sure look like they're playing at that level uh, right now as they go into uh, the NCAA tournament. He is Jerry Palm. Find him on Twitter at JP Palm CBS. Find his work there, CBS Sports covering college hoops. Jerry, my friend, thank you so much for your time this morning, partner. We greatly appreciate it and enjoy championship week. All right, thank you. There he goes. We'll be back. Hour number three is next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network.